0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to welcome a very, very senior individual from the social sector, Mirai Chatterjee. Mirai, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Mirai is from, uh, is the chairperson of the Gujarat Women's Seva Cooperative which is the self employed women's association she's also the chairperson of women in informal employment globalizing and organizing wiego she's a board member of the schwab foundation for social entrepreneurship recognized and awarded globally she's from harvard university and john johns hopkins university so when i tell me what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career so that i must say is a,
1: is a tough one. There have mm-hmm. been so many milestones and I think I'll focus on my work, on my I career, think. if you yeah. will. Before I say what they are, I want to say that all three sort of popped up in my life unexpectedly. Okay. So from that, the big learning was keep on keeping on, do what you have to do, do mm-hmm. the right thing. And then these kinds of opportunities come your way before okay. you know it. Mm-hmm. So the first was uh, when I was elected general secretary of Mm -hmm. SEVA, our national union, Mm -hmm. after our founder Ila Ben Bhatt, Mm -hmm. our iconic and inspiring founder and I was the first person she passed the baton on to Mm -hmm. and that was a total surprise, I didn't Mm -hmm. expect that and at the time I had twin daughters who were babies So it was quite a challenge, but it was a great honor and privilege to serve informal women workers Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was milestone number one. Milestone number two was I think it was in 2005, that Mm -hmm. was in 1997. In 2005, um, out of the blue, I got a call from the World Health Organization asking me to be a commissioner in their commission on the social determinants of health.
0: Okay.
1: I was taken aback and I also initially was reluctant, mm. I must say, because I thought yet one more commission, one more committee, who will read the report? How will mm. it affect the women with whom I work? Right. But I'm glad finally Sir Michael Marmot, who is was the chair, convinced mm. me mm. and it was a really... Special and key milestone in my life.
0: Okay,
1: and the third one again, totally out of the blue, when the Prime Minister of India appointed me to the National Advisory Council, which okay. was chaired by uh, Mrs. Sonia Gandhi, who was then Chairperson of the UPA government mm-hmm. of the UPA. Um, and that also was totally unexpected. I don't know where that came from, I suppose, mm. because of my background in public health and working with women. Mm. Um, so these were three key milestones. And the reason I say they were key milestones because there was it was a real opportunity to serve, to learn, and to, in a way, contribute to the larger, society and world beyond the world of Seva, which I had been contributing to up till then.
0: Fabulous. I mean, you've been very, very modest about saying, I don't know how this happened. It's obviously your work that is speaking for itself, which is why you keep getting invited to such prestigious roles. But let's now talk about Seva. For the thousands of our viewers and listeners, tell me what does Seva do?
1: Well, first of all, I should say what SEVA is because okay. not many people are perhaps clear about that. Sure. SEVA or the Self-Employed Women's Association is a national union of 1.8 million women workers mm-hmm. in the informal economy. We're registered as a trade union mm-hmm. and we were founded almost 50 years ago now in 1977 mm-hmm. by Ila Ben Bhatt, a mm-hmm. labor lawyer and mm-hmm. organizer. And to give you a glimpse about Seva's work, I have mm-hmm. to a little bit share about what is our core faith or belief and mm-hmm. that is that uh, poor informal women workers, our members mm-hmm. are central to all we do. They mm-hmm. are in the center. Okay. They along with grassroots union and cooperative leaders whom we call agevans in mm-hmm. Gujarati, mm-hmm. agivans meaning those who are ahead, those who lead yeah. So these are grassroots women leaders. So this is the starting point. Okay. They are central to everything we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And working with them shoulder to shoulder as sisters over almost 50 years, mm-hmm. the scope of our work and the direction became very clear. And we say that our goals are for full employment and self-reliance okay. of women and their families at the household level. Mm-hmm. Let me unpack that a bit. Full employment means work security, income security, mm-hmm. food security and social security okay. and we believe these are essential if people, particularly women and their families are to emerge from poverty and move towards self-reliance okay. and when I say full employment and social security as well, social security includes health care, mm. child care, insurance, Pension, housing, and basic infrastructure. And all of this emerged from our grassroots experience. There was no blueprint. It wasn't a top down, Mm. uh, let's define the scope of work. It Mm. emerged very organically from the grassroots. And self reliance for us also has two components it uh, involves, of course, financial viability for the woman and her enterprise, her collective enterprise. And of course, independence and control in decision making. Okay. And why I mention this is that our scope of work emerges directly from this. I
0: understand.
1: So there's a major focus on livelihood, livelihood protection, promotion, preservation, income generation, putting money into women's hands, mm-hmm. then financial services like banking, pension, and insurance, mm-hmm. social security, which I've already mentioned capacity building so that women become strong leaders and also managers of their own collectives and organizations at the grassroots Mm -hmm. Um, and of course finally and importantly policy change because we've seen that until unless there's change in policies right from district to national to global levels then it's very hard to emerge from poverty.
0: Okay, so you know uh, over the last 50 years that Seva has uh, been supporting so many women, how have you seen changes coming in? And are you seeing far more women getting at least somewhere near the wage parity with men? So
1: I think it has been
0: a long journey and it
1: is a journey. It's not complete by any means. And I have been extremely privileged to see literally thousands of women emerging from poverty from below the poverty line to above the poverty line Mm. but then there's a crisis like the current pandemic and they're pushed back into poverty. So that's why I say it's a journey, it's an unfinished process Mm. but yes, I have seen hundreds of women economically empowered, I've seen women who were looking down with heads Mm. covered Looking people in the eye and saying fearlessly, I can speak to the Sarpanch. I can speak to any government official. I can even speak to my husband, mm. you know, on equal terms. Amazing. So that's a real change. As one woman put it, I feel as if thousand light bulbs have gone off on my body. So that says it all. So it's been a really moving and inspiring experience. Mm-hmm. Having said that, as far as parity with men is concerned, there's a long way to go. We have laws in our country, but you know, as we know, there's a big gap between okay. implementation and the law. I mean, we're happy that there are laws. Mm-hmm. For equal pay, for equal work. Mm -hmm. But you see, most of our people are in the informal economy. So they work on family farms, they Mm -hmm. work collectively with their menfolk, Mm -hmm. and so on. So these are more difficult things to legislate. Mm -hmm. Basically, involves social change and a change in thinking within the family and society.
0: Correct. So, you know, I mean, I've been speaking to a lot of women. And a lot of them are say professionals in the corporate world, highly qualified. But one big challenge they face is that when they go through starting a family, then you know, they, their careers slide back and a lot of them don't come back into, the, into their careers. Is that something similar that the women you work with also face? well
1: i work with poor self employed women and informal sector women so they don't have that choice okay uh, it's an economic compulsion i mean i have seen women who have given birth and just a month or six weeks later they are up and back toiling in the fields mm. so it's not a choice for them it's okay. survival mm. but having said that you know you have correctly identified one of the major gaps if mm. we want women to be active in the workforce and Mm -hmm. more active economic actors in India, which is that certain support services, crucial support services, Mm -hmm. like um, childcare, for example, Mm -hmm. full day, uh, childcare, according Mm -hmm. to the mothers. Yes, exactly. Kresh Kamanganwadi or childcare center, daycare must be available to all women Mm -hmm. of whichever class, whether they're in corporate, whether they're poor working class women and so on. So this is something we feel passionately about in Seva, and I certainly do. In fact, Seva is leading a national campaign mm-hmm. for quality childcare for all. And I must add here during the pandemic, we have seen that uh, with children at home, women have not been able to work and there's been a lot of pressure on us to open our creches because we mm-hmm. run creches um, and we've had to obviously follow the government guidelines. So You know, With with creches, we have seen women's incomes double and it sets up a virtual cycle because the older siblings go to school, they bring in better food, money for health education. Mm. So these are known things but I don't know why we don't do it and if we don't do it, we won't have more women in the workforce.
0: And and they're 50% of our workforce so there's no reason why we should not be completely engaged. Yeah
1: and one more thing I, I didn't mention is maternity benefits, the new labor codes in our country speak of maternity benefits mm-hmm. but for the minuscule formal sector um, which are women and corporates and others and we are happy about that, we're not begrudging mm-hmm. anything but what about the 95% poor informal women workers, mm-hmm. What for? what of them, why have we not thought of them and we have been saying to the government for very long that you have to give perhaps a lump sum basic income. And women in the informal sector are not asking for some huge salaries. They understand that that's not feasible, not possible. But in the National Food Security Act, which um, you know, along with other colleagues, I worked on while at the NAC National Advisory Council, we deliberately put in a thousand rupees a month for six months for all women. Wow. Rich, poor, middle class, mm-hmm. and that promise has not been fulfilled. That mm-hmm. has not been implemented. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that if that was implemented, and it's very modest, thousand rupees a month is what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, it would still be a huge support to women.
0: So, now my next question, you know, Amira, is that you work with bodies around the world. How different is the situation of women? You know, self-employed women in rural India say versus uh, the self-employed women anywhere else in the world.
1: So obviously there are many similarities between our sisters on the African continent, mm. in Latin America, mm. in um, Southeast Asia and even the countries of the north mm. but there are also important differences. Mm-hmm. One major difference is, is that we have a vast informal economy in mm. India mm. and most Indian women Uh, obtain work and survival and income from the informal economy Mm -hmm. 94% of Indian women as I said are informal workers. If we take the entire informal workforce in India, we're talking about minimum 500 million workers. So this is a vast, it's almost everybody, it's more than 93% now. So this is a major difference and of course this means that they are poor, they are struggling they have very little social protection or social security. I think a major difference is that even though up to the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, we seem to have done well on poverty issues and reducing poverty in our country, mm. which is a good thing. But, but still the absolute numbers of poor people in our country are mm-hmm. huge. Okay. And the are disproportionately large numbers of women among the poor, particularly mm. female headed households. So that's one major difference. Um, the second major difference is uh, that our people are still largely agrarian. We're mm. still largely a rural country, oh. still two thirds, and in many states, you know, 70 80% are rural. So that makes things. Uh, much more complicated because, as we are seeing from the recent farmers' protest in India, farming and agriculture is extremely precarious mm. way of livelihood. Sure. Um, so that's another issue. And yes, and as I said, you know, a basic social protection uh, is absent for large numbers of people. So where do the self-employed go? where do they go for working capital, yeah. who do they turn to for marketing support. So yeah. these are the kinds of issues that are faced by poor self-employed people, particularly women in India.
0: Very interesting. So i one more question for you uh, about Seva and then I want to move to the next part. What are some of the core values that you believe in at Seva? Well,
1: Seva is an organization and a movement and we are inspired by the values of Mahatma Gandhi, Gandhiji, mm-hmm. which are obviously Satya truth, ahimsa, non-violence, simple simplicity, Sadgi, Sarvadharam, respecting all faiths equally, Swadeshi, which is promoting local employment, local consumption, local production, Uh, These are some of the values that that we try our best to live by. In fact, every day at Seva, we begin our day with the prayer meeting, Mm -hmm. uh, all faith prayer, of course. And at the end, we take 12 vows, Mm -hmm. which are on the walls of the Sabarmati Ashram where Mahatma Gandhi lived Mm -hmm. um, and from where he uh, took out the historic salt march. Mm-hmm. And there are these 12 vows, which is also, you know, non practicing of untouchability, mm-hmm. respecting all costs, castes and faiths equally, mm-hmm. being fearless, as I said, simplicity, non possession, you know, minim- minimum accumulation of, of things, mm-hmm. and of course, integrity. So these are some of the 12 vows that we take daily. Amazing. And like
0: all human beings, we yeah. struggle to live by them. I agree with you. That, that is an ongoing challenge we all face. So let me talk to you about in a couple of minutes on the other uh, organization that you're chairperson of, which is Women in Informal Employment, Globalizing and Organizing. Uh, tell me about what this organization is and what it does.
1: Sure. Actually, Seva was a founder of this. It's basically a network. It's a network of policymakers, Mm -hmm. researchers and practitioners like us, like Seva, membership based organizations who came together more than 20 years ago Mm -hmm. because we found that there were major conceptual blocks and consequently policy blocks as far as informal workers were concerned all across the globe, not just in India. India and since India has a large informal workforce and since Seva had been working with informal workers for many years, Mm -hmm. um, many people had been turning to us for guidance, for support, for exchange of experiences, we also had a lot to learn from Mm -hmm. other countries Mm And then it was decided to form this network of people who are, who have dedicated their lives or Mm -hmm. wish to dedicate their lives to the cause of informal workers worldwide. Okay. So we have now hundreds of membership based organizations, Mm -hmm. unions, cooperatives, collectives that are part of this network. And Mm -hmm. I would say, and we at SEVA see it as the sort of um, global informal workers movement of which we are a part and which we've also had the privilege to lead hmm. to some extent. Very
0: interesting. So one more question for you on gender diversity or gender balance. know, all over the world, this has been in under discussion for many, many years and lots have been implemented. In India, it's become a little more talked about now. As someone who leads such a large women's organization, what can be done to correct the gender imbalance?
1: I think, um, first of all, I should say that Seva is is the opposite. About ninety five percent of all our staff and leadership are all women, purposefully, yeah. um, and and that's unlikely to change in the near future, as our executive council says. Mm -hmm. You know, women's leadership is still fragile, we're not ready to open the doors to men, male workers but having said that now we have increasing number of of Mm -hmm. male staff. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is that you have to have that lens, Um, you have to proactively seek out women and I'm on other boards as well and whether it's for boards, whether it's for CEOs, you have to decide that, um, you know, obviously all things being equal but um, there will be weightage given to seeking out women leaders and okay. women CEOs and women's leadership. So that's okay. point number one. Mm. Uh, point number two is what I had mentioned earlier, you have to enable that mm. by ensuring that there's child care, uh, some flexibility, because women have issues at home, they have to take care of not only their young children, but elderly or sick people mm. still in our patriarchal society, that is predominantly women's role. So you have to create an enabling environment. Otherwise, how can she take leadership? Sure. sure. Um, so that's that's another thing. And I would even say, at least in Seva, we say that all the committees and boards, you know, at local level, which involve men, most of them don't involve men, but those which do, like local CBOs, community-based organizations, for example, in slums, in informal settlements, urban settlements, we say that at least sixty percent of those committee members and boards should be women. Correct. If not 50%. Correct. And we are are far to go still in
0: India. I agree. So I've got now time for a couple of more questions for you. And I'm going to ask questions for you personally. Sure. I mean, someone who has, you know, led such large organizations who've been recognized, not just in India, but all over the world. As you look back, what does success mean to you?
1: So first of all, Frankly, I don't think of success. Okay. I mean, I don't know what success is, it's an elusive concept. Mm-hmm. For me, I keep on keeping on as I mentioned earlier and try to live my life and my work with integrity, mm-hmm. with commitment, with sincerity mm-hmm. and dedication to the cause uh, which I hold here, which is mm-hmm. the cause of poor informal women workers mm-hmm. and social change. So that they get their rightful place in the economy and society. Mm-hmm. So those are the my drivers. Those are the things that drive me. I don't think of, you know, as have I been success here or there? Of course, obviously, mm-hmm. in the course of one's work, there are satisfying moments, breakthroughs. Um, for example, when we set up India's and the world's first national insurance cooperative, totally owned, run, and managed by women, Um, and owned by them too, that was a very deeply satisfying moment but then I understand that you know the the journey just has begun, nothing is over. So you have to keep on keeping on and life is full of you know successes and failures and mistakes and you get up and dust yourself and keep moving, it's like life itself, twists and turns, ups and downs. So what is success, I don't know and I also try to Follow from our scriptures, from the Gita, actually, hmm. that whatever you do, you do the right thing, you know, the karma, and you are not entitled to the fruits of that. Hmm. So you keep doing that. You keep doing positive things as much as possible, positive action, so that future generations and nature and the universe will benefit. Yes. Not you. You should not benefit.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. So, Meera, my last question to you now is on failure and I've got a new book coming out on failure. I've always had this hypothesis that in India or for that matter most parts of the world, parents don't teach children it's okay to fail. Absolutely, That manifests itself in our behavior patterns yet we fail and we keep going. My question to you is what has been your biggest learning from some of your biggest mistakes?
1: I think one of the things that I'm trying to work on myself Mm. is that um, I tend to be rather naive, unfortunately, (laughs) Uh, I've burnt my hands and so I've learned a few things, but I tend to be very trusting of people, which is I know a positive thing, but it can also lead to some difficulties, put it that way. Mm. Um, So I think I'm learning to be more discerning about people, just from experience, I think another thing is that um, in my older age, I'm getting more reflective. But when I was younger, I go, I was would go as a leader much more by gut, mm. by intuition and instinct, mm. and nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But 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 you know, and and going with my heart mm. mostly that is fine. But. We need to use our heads as well, Correct. perhaps equally and and so on. So um, yeah, those have been some of my mm-hmm. mistakes, you know, not thinking through things, mm-hmm. certain things carefully, certain decisions, mm-hmm. and not out of any malintent, but just not being aware, really. I agree. Um, so so those are the sorts of things that I think I would remedy.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I wish you, Seva and everything else that you're doing, lots of success.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in.com.